Hello, welcome to Cinema Double Takes, a podcast where two movies are paired together in unexpected ways to make some head-turning double features. I'm Ryan. I'm Hunter. All right, and to kick things off, we're here to drum up a good first episode um, and uh, talk about The Sound of Whiplash. We're doing Whiplash and The Sound of Metal. Um, these two movies are not only about drummers, but they are also directorial debut features from both directors. Both their first names start with the letter D. Oh, yeah. They, uh, they also previously like, wrote like a single screenplay for a different movie prior to this one. Oh, I didn't know that. Oddly connected with each other. Hmm. Like, like strange ways there. But um, Hunter, since you decided this pairing, what is your order of watching and discussing? Um, I want to go with The Sound of Metal, just because I, uh, I watched that one first, so I figured might as well go for it. Right on. Yeah, let's do it. Um, it's funny. I actually watched them complete reverse order. Oh, really? Yeah, I figured my, my interpretation was to watch the movie where there is a like a shit ton of drum banging and then lead to hearing loss. No, I like that. I like that. I think it was kind of good for me to go from like, I don't know, complete silence to just like No, clash. I agree. Like, like, cause Sound of Metal is a much moodier movie. Like while I think that there's like a, a through line with the loud that leads to the silence, it definitely led to my experience of Sound of Metal being slower. Yeah, I, I think that uh, between those two movies, they kind of had some some similarities with like the actual cuts with the drums. Yeah, like just clashing of drums into just like a stone cold face, yes. or like I don't know, like the one of like the most killer scenes of the movie to me was him going to the doctor's office. Oh yeah, and speaking of which, do you mind giving a brief plot summary? Oh, yeah. Or Sound of Metal, since we're, we're jumping right in, like, just give, like, a little overview of what the movie's about. Yeah, for sure. So, uh, Riz Ahmed uh, is the main character of the movie. I can't think of his name in the film. But uh, Ruben. Ruben. Yeah. Um, but basically, he, he is a, a metal band with his girlfriend, and, like, straight from the beginning of the movie, you can start to tell that his hearing is uh, depleting, and uh, it's just him losing his hearing and trying to figure out how to cope with that. Yeah, yeah. Um, this movie's great. Yeah, um, no, I loved it. Yeah, so I, uh, yeah, I, I'm a big fan of it. I, I think Riz Ahmed is like the heart of the movie, besides the sound design. Yeah, um, I mean, I wanted to see it mainly because I, I really loved him in the Night of. Okay, yeah, I haven't seen it. I, yeah, I, need to. I love it. Yeah, um, I've seen him in Nightcrawler and two oh, night movies. Apparently. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Nightcrawler, um, but no, he like he carries this movie. Um, his metal band, which I don't know how involved you are, like with metal music, but their metal is like this, like spoken word. Yeah, yeah. I, I like, I just have never heard anything like it. Yeah. Um, I, I thought it was interesting, um, like, like this sort of spoken word metal. Um, and it's thrashy as all hell. So, he, like, it makes sense when he starts losing. Yeah, because he's just playing it as loud as possible yeah, at all he, times. He yeah, he beats the hell out of those drums and. Uh, I was like, like, like thinking, you know, like how, how different and how much weaker this movie would be if he wasn't a drummer. No, oh, yeah, for sure. Like, like imagine if he was a triangle player. <laughs> like, 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 like that was something that ran through my mind this rewatch, just because I was like thinking about just, just how odd it would be to not be the drums in this scenario, and like even like it just diminishes the, the tension and the, 
the oomph of a bunch yeah. of scenes, like imagining him going out to his RV to just bang the shit out of the triangle. Oh, dude, that scene of him just fucking wailing away at his drum set, and yeah, it's like great. completely silent, and then it cuts to the outside, was yeah. fucking nuts to me, dude. Yeah, yeah, that, that scene is great, and uh, like just how loud drums are. I- <laughs> well, and then, like, I don't know, like, between the two, I would say that, like, Drums obviously are a big portion of this movie, mm-hmm. but like as soon as the hearing loss kicks in, I you really only hear him playing the drums very seldomly, like for the yeah. rest of the film. No, I agree. It's it's actually kind of deceptive, I think, having these two paired together, and that like this movie isn't about him drumming. Yeah, not at all. Flushes. Um, it's actually about him dealing with silence, um, even like down to. The movie being called The Sound of Metal is, uh, I think, kind of interesting because it has two meanings. There's the, the sound of, uh, of the drums and his metal band that he's in, but also the sound of the eventual uh, cochlear implants yeah, that, that he gets. Yeah, that he gets in later in the movie. Also, yeah. horrible like, like advertisement for cochlear implants. <laughs> the, this, this movie makes them sound so bad. Dude, I did not think that they would sound as shitty as they did. I was like... I felt I, I felt happy for him, but I also felt like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. And then as soon as he starts to hear it, and it's complete shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's I awful. felt I felt so bad for him. Yeah, yeah, no, like him dealing with that, and again, plays into the movie like being like a embrace the silence and the the stillness, um, which, like. It worked. I mean, like I was like ready for him to unplug him um, well, throughout the whole movie when he after he gets him. I just think like so like watching it, you obviously can tell like his entire life is based around being in this metal band, mm-hmm. and then like I don't know, just like the pain that you see in his eyes when he starts to realize that he's no longer going to be able to drum anymore. But it's not even about. I don't even think it's about drumming. It's just no. like about his his love with his girlfriend and how she's able to like bring him back yeah. out of a dark place. Yeah. And he just realizes life is not what he wants it to be anymore. Like it's just yeah. everything's going to be ruined. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I agree. Like it, it isn't about like his love for the music as much as it is his his girlfriend and also just his overall lifestyle having yeah. to completely change. Um, he. Uh, and he really, I can't stress how great his performance is. Oh my god! Because it, it's it's so subtle, but like you can just see how much he is stressed out throughout the whole there's, film. There's a in like the beginning of the movie. So like right after, so basically he goes to the doctor's office because he can't hear like anything. Like yeah. he's like struggling to even like talk to a person at a pharmacist mm-hmm. to get medication, right? And so there's a scene like almost directly after that where he's telling his girlfriend. That he can't hear shit anymore. Dude, the the beginning, like first third of this movie, is so stressful. Yeah, like it, it is incredibly anxiety inducing, and the way it plays with like giving you glimpses of like how he can't hear, mm-hmm. which actually leads to my I think kind of odd opinion, which is that like I think I would have liked this movie even more if the entire film took place from his hearing perspective. I know that they would make it way less accessible, way less, but I yeah. would be totally on board with a movie where it just shows the progression of hearing loss 
to like a middle period of silence and the, then loud noise for the last like the only minutes. the only movie I can kind of compare that to uh, just like based on like deaf and like how they're portraying it in the film was like the a quiet place yeah like they parallel the way that they show that very well it's like I don't know I'm not trying to spoil a quiet place too but in the intro of a quiet place too yeah that scene would be absolutely shit to me mm-hmm. if it wasn't from the deaf girls like yeah eyes yeah like, like utilizing the lack of sound yeah and uh i, I don't know I, I think that they're just for me there would have been an extra emotional oomph if through the whole film i was feeling that again i i don't think it's like the wrong choice what they did here mm-hmm. it because i think it's a far more challenging experience if you were to do that um but but that was something that like it was my takeaway the first time i saw it and even re-watching it where it's like I would have loved a version of it like that. However, yeah, like it's it's not accessible if you were to do that. No, not at all. Like the, so, like the scene that I was about to say, like he's basically in the diner with his girlfriend. Yeah. And she's calling a man named Hector. Mm-hmm. Basically, uh, I think that's his like AA sponsor or or something of that sort. Is how I took it. Yeah. Um, she's basically trying to call him because he's smoking a cigarette and she's trying to like, calm her boyfriend down, and he wants to talk to Riz, his character Ruben. And obviously, Ruby can't fucking talk. Yeah. And that scene alone said in how great of an actor Riz was oh, to yeah. me because I could see how fucking desperate he was in that moment. Oh, yeah. His eyes. It's like acting. Like, like oh, yeah. Acting with your eyes is something that's hard to do, but like when an actor does it, it's like one of like the movie magic special <laughs> moments. Like just to like see like just the look in his face where it's like he will not cry, but like he is mm-hmm. buried in there. There is like a part of him that is like just ready to like just break down. It felt like, like I don't know, if you watch the night of and then you watch this, I feel like this character fits who he is as like an actual person in real life a lot mm. better. Because I know yeah. that Riz Ahmed has also been like, he's actually a rapper. Yeah, um, speaking of which, did you know that he's got like a movie about him being a rapper? That's no. Coming I, out? Really? Yeah, yeah. Him doing movies about musical people with problems apparently is his new thing. His, <laughs> his next movie is called like Mogul Mowgli, and he's a, a rapper with some sort of illness. Oh dang! So yeah, he's just keeping up the trend of uh, yeah musicians with health problems. <laughs> uh, but no, no, I, I didn't know he like he actually does. Yeah, he's rap. actually a rapper in real life. Okay. I did not. Know uh, that's that. how he kind of started this entire like acting career is based on his rap career. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I... I guess I can see it. Like he's got the physicality, and like I can tell, like just looking at him, that performing is something yeah. that he does. Like, like even like during like the opening scene of him, like, like I, I know he learned to play the drums for this movie, but it still felt like he naturally just knows how to knows be how in front to of do a it, crowd yeah. of people and do that kind of stuff. Um, I kind of wanted to talk about. So we were talking about how like the silence of the movie kind of carries some of the the portions. Yeah. And I know you wanted it to be kind of like the entire film yeah. in that way. There was like one moment of that that made me feel like I was him more than any. And that's when he first got into the, the camp. Oh, yeah. Or like the counseling uh, area. Yeah. And everyone was signing. Mm-hmm. And none of that was fu- none of that gave me any idea of what was happening. So I felt no. just like him. I was like, I don't know what the fuck these guys are yes. saying. No, I, I agree. Like, like, like the feeling of like just like sitting there and like just being totally out of your yeah. element like, like watching them sign um I, this is one moment where when it broke the like when it went out of the his perspective i actually kind of liked it was like just seeing the perspective of a deaf person at the dinner table versus yeah. like when it just cuts to sound and it's like all the 
fucking smashing on the table <laughs> yeah. and everyone's like just like like the loudest laughter and like just the, all of the, the noise that is coming from that table that just you don't get that perspective um, when you're deaf. Um, what was, uh, <laughs> what was, was really interesting to see. Um, so I did like that. I liked the camp segment a lot, like, like him going through and like the, the sort of rehabilitation, learning how to, how to handle his hearing loss. All of it was great. Um, Paul uh, Racy, I think, is his last name as Joe. Like, mm-hmm. Oh my god, so good! He, he killer performance, it. yeah, yeah. Which so I was curious, like he's so convincing. Like, is he deaf? I, I like looked into it. He's not a deaf person, but he is a coda. He was a child of like deaf adults, oh. so he like knows sign language, okay, like, like by heart. He he knows the mannerisms, like all of it is something that like, he was raised with deaf parents, so like kind of is how you can feel how real he is yeah because it, it didn't seem like he was i mean i don't think anybody in this movie felt like they were acting like none of no. it felt put on it felt like very real to them authentic is like a, the perfect word to like yeah. describe this movie and i know that actually a lot of the people there were, were deaf people okay yeah. um even down to like, like it was real deaf children that he oh was with. that's awesome um the scenery he's teaching them how to play the drums yeah was entirely improvised. Oh, really? Like, and apparently a lot of things that happened throughout like that whole segment, like him and that camp, was like super improvised. I think that's another reason why drums work so perfectly in this movie is because yeah. even when you can't hear drums, you can feel you the can tapping feel of yeah. a drum. Like there was that scene of him playing on the slide with the kid. Dude, that scene is so. That good. scene was killer. That, that scene is like. I would say, like next to the the like literal final scene, the mm-hmm. ending, like my probably my favorite scene in the movie. Well, it, it like hurts me because I mean he goes through a lot in this movie that makes me feel like he's finally found a place for himself. Yeah, and then it, he just throws it all away, and it fucking kills yeah. me that he did it. That is an interesting point about this movie that I actually wanted to talk about because I think like there's people that have kind of debates on, on their opinions on this because I know that the deaf community like really frowns upon people that not only view it as a disability mm-hmm. but frowns upon people that get implants and, and it's interesting because this movie gives you some perspective into that community in a way that's different than like being an outsider and being someone who, who can hear like mm-hmm. being outside that community where it's like well that's fucking dumb like why would you get mad at someone for <laughs> deciding to to hear again, hear again or, yeah. or to hear like like but i mean for one it made the implant sound like absolute shit uh, which like helped that a little bit but the other element too of like not just that they don't see it as a disability but it was like just just treating themselves as like a community of their own mm-hmm. um, was was really fascinating to me and to get some perspective in it that was genuine like again go back to the word of like authentic like actually seeing the community themselves act like like in the middle of things and how they are assisting each other and just knowing how to handle life without it is really interesting and like I still like have conflicted feelings I think on like how much of that like we should like be completely like because uh, I hear that they like will straight up like ostracize a person oh really yeah that like like if you like get rid of like, like if you go out and get those implants it's like I know that he was kicked out of that community because it was like you know like we're here to like we want to accept people for what they are rather than yes. hope that they can change yeah yeah like if you if you can or can't hear who cares it's like you're just we're here to like be together 
and, and help each other. And, and like that was the whole thing. But yet, like apparently, like I've heard plenty of stories where it's like people who were deaf that like go get those implants. Like their communities will like just like straight up like abandon them. Oh, it's dude. really interesting. I don't know. Like it just it felt so harsh to me to watch him sell every bit yeah. of fucking like every item in that in that caravan along with the caravan itself just to change himself in mm. hopes that he could go back to normal yeah because like i i don't know like i put myself in the same shoes like i don't know like if my girlfriend and i had the same situation yeah. i would be hoping that i could get back to the last three years so i would do everything in my power to do that right she yeah. basically leaves you in hopes that things will get better for you but then she moves on in a way mm -hmm. that has got to kill you inside oh, to yeah. make you feel like okay well i need to get back to normal me again so i can finally get back to my regular life but yeah your life is gone like that's the part that hurts the yes most. well and that was where i think the movie did a great job of selling me on that like i mean for one yeah, the implant sounded like ass but also that like just accept that this is just w the direction your life is yep. taking and, and that was an element of the movie that i think is is wonderful in terms of how it plays that out where it's like like you shouldn't be treating it like i need to get back to where i was because you just can't and even when he tries to make it normal again when he gets the implants it's like you're never gonna have what you had before mm -hmm. and it's like just accept what what is happening to you and, and move on and that's what the that's what it did for me is like it made me feel it made me feel for his character. Like, it made me feel like everything was great again when he finally was accepted in the deaf community. Yeah. And then you pair that with the duality of him opening the door of, like, that, uh, like, pa where was it? Like, in France or, like, Paris? Mm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, the... Like, I think it was just, like, like a, a city, but, like, I don't know what city. Yeah, know, like, like, so like, basically at a point in the movie... Uh, he mentions that his girlfriend's dad is super rich. Yeah. Right after he got the cochlear implants, and he travels back work. there. Yeah. And she's not there, but her dad is there. And, like, you can kind of tell, like, really quick that everything is not going to go back to normal. There's not a single portion of those scenes that made me have hope yeah. that he was getting back with her. Yeah. No. Well, and... The movie hints at, that, like, their relationship, especially once the hearing loss kicks in, which isn't that the relationship isn't strong, but more that it was, it's doomed to fail yeah. when, um, it's when, when Ruben is talking to Joe, when, when he's first arriving to the camp, and Joe asks him, like, like knows, like, clearly just can see, like, you, you've had addiction problems, and was like, how long have you been sober? Four, four years. years. And it was like, how yep. long have you, like, been together? Four, four years. years. And, and, like, and you can see that, like, the two of them are holding each other up mm -hmm. but it's kind of based around that based around preventing each other from going a certain direction which is in, in its own right kind of holding each other back in that way so the movie kind of hints that like their addiction to each other is what has kept them away from being addicted to substances and or depression or self-harm and that like once they were going to have that separation when that broke apart like they still have a love for each other but you could just feel that like it's, they no it's longer done. needed it anymore yes, they, they don't they, no longer they've need now each accepted other. that they don't have to have one another to prevent themselves yes from going down that slope again yeah yeah like, i think like the way it introduces those character stuff is 
incredibly well done. Mm -hmm. um, it's like the director. So, are you familiar with the other movie he's written? No. What's the other one? Place Beyond the Pines. Oh. Yeah. Wait, really? Yeah. So he he previously wrote the script for uh, Place Beyond the Pines, which is also a movie that like great character. Oh stuff. yeah. But, like the character building of that movie is awesome, and uh, and you can feel that with this like just that like his decisions to focus so heavily on these characters and even if they're like smaller side characters like like joe you get a perfect sense of like who this guy yeah is everything's been fleshed out it doesn't feel like it's a half-assed character oh, thrown yeah. into the film even the the like lesbian chick that he becomes <laughs> friends with like you have a good sense of like just kind of where her life is yeah taken. um and it's like super brief um but yeah like his uh like, like I'm excited to see what he does with like other movies because clearly like the guy can write damn well. And, oh yeah, uh, like, like can do uh, good things with directing. Like I, I think this movie and some of it could be that I did watch Whiplash first. I do think this movie feels a little long, not like terribly long. Like I don't think it's like incredibly detrimental, but I do feel like there is a certain point where I feel a lag and I and I think it's just a pacing thing because not like it's not like there's scenes that specifically feel like you need to cut that yeah. out but more of that like when he finally goes like when he leaves the camp and goes to his, his girlfriend's dad's house yeah there's this feeling of like the movie is going to be ending soon and you still got like a half hour and I don't think it's bad none of the things, scenes that you get are bad but I think it's just like there's a almost like the movie just needed some slightly tighter editing but I don't think it's awful by any means. Yeah, I don't think that there's necessarily anything that needed to be cut from the film. Mm -hmm. But I do think that that last portion, like, especially from my eyes where I knew where it was going to yes. go. Yeah. If I didn't anticipate that that was going to happen, like, if the, if the film hadn't given me so many context clues along the way to know that this is what was about to happen or take place... I probably wouldn't have felt like yeah. it was dragging, but like I do think it's the third act where it slows down for me. Yeah, and, and like I like what it does with like it gives you time to hear just how rough it is with those implants, but at the same time, it is like that is the area where it's like the emotional like character journey has been so clearly defined at this point that now it's like kind of coasting until you get to the like conclusion i really i that was one thing as well i really did love the ending i know a lot some people fucking hate open ending like open-ended oh, endings dude, the ending of this i loved great. it so much he just takes yeah. the fucking implants out mm -hmm. looks around at the world again and feels like he's finally at peace yes the, he embraces the silence yeah. finally he embraces the stillness which is like the whole thing that joe's trying to get him to do in that room with like his donut and cup of coffee oh my god dude this dude, him fucking smashing yeah, he the up that him donut. smashing the fucking bagel. Well, he puts it back together. He crumples it, crumples it back up, smashes it again. Yeah. I was fucking, I was hysterically laughing at that. Yeah, you see, like what, what he needed to do from there was then like ferociously eat it. Oh yeah, <laughs> like scarf it down, <laughs> like throw the coffee in his face. That was another thing that I kind of got for context as well. Like the entire movie, he was sitting like a pretty good portion of the movie he was sitting in a room alone writing yeah and he was just staring at windows to the outside world mm -hmm. and it was basically it like to me it was paralleling like i wish i was out there again i wish i was with my girlfriend again he was yeah. staring into what he couldn't have mm -hmm. as he's forced inside this camp classroom yeah, yeah. no that, that that segment was great um 
The whole camp stuff I thought was really good. One moment in the camp that I really loved, which strangely enough, I heard like someone complain about it. I think it was on like a separate review because they said that they didn't get the time jump. I thought it was clear just by like the moment where like you're seeing him struggle to figure out the sign language, like seeing that process in place where it's like, you know, that I'm certain that's exactly Mm -hmm. how it goes down for people who like lose their hearing and go to these things. But seeing him like in classes and figuring out and then suddenly it does this like sort of kind of peaceful like like it merges it but you can tell that he's yeah time has it, it does this peaceful like lands like series of landscape shots is like peaceful landscape montage and then suddenly he's outside in the field with these kids and he's like speaking sign language to yeah them. and it's like it's such a cool feeling i, I love that moment oh, like, yeah. like when it like it's like like oh he's getting it like, like it just like feel so good for him to yeah. see like he's finally figured well, it out well and that was like the happiest point of the movie for me it's yeah. like everything else up until that point had been so fucking depressing yeah it's, and then it's you a finally get them movie. frolicking in the field and it feels just like he's yeah, like, finally accepted again mm-hmm. I do think it's like a, a darker character study than you would expect where you think like oh this is going to be somewhat of a feel good like you're going to see him figure things out and yeah. like it's like no it's like you watch this guy struggle and make some really stupid decisions <laughs> like like him getting rid of his rv him getting rid of all that stuff to get the implants and like just how he's struggling but like it is a pretty darker character drama at its core which i think is great and sets it apart from other movies of this sort that would kind of lean more towards schmaltzy yeah it didn't yeah bullshit. it didn't feel to me like it was pushing like like it was telling you to accept who you were but it didn't feel like it was cutesy or like it was made for children to eat up and and love yeah yeah no i i thought like it it did a great job just feeling authentic like like the authenticity of it is what what makes the movie um one thing i have to say and, and it was on my mind through the entirety of the film from the opening scene on my rewatch does Riz Ahmed have a third nipple? <laughs> what? He, like, the, the first scene where he's banging on the drums, there is something on his chest that I, like, 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 did not notice it on the first watch. And then, like, literally, like, anytime, like, there was a moment where he was shirtless again, I'm like, I gotta find out if this is a fucking third nipple. It was, like, the most important part of the rewatch <laughs> to me was, was finding out if this man had three nipples. Um, it, it really made an impact you're, on the character. You're about to make me give it a third watch to figure out if he has an extra nipple. <laughs> you, you should. I, dude, I was I was like inspecting Google images afterwards. I was. <laughs> Does Riz Ahmed have a third nipple? Okay, no, it's I, was, a first I, was, I was I was Google searching it. I was trying to find out. People had asked the same question, but I was going to some pretty weird forums to get there. But it was. Uh, it was a part of the movie that I did not notice on a first watch. It's got but, its own Reddit page. It's like Riz Ahmed's third nipple. We've seen it again. Yes, yeah, like, like, like Riz Ahmed, the third nipple spottings. It was, I don't know, like, why I didn't see it before, but it, like, you, you look up pictures of him in that that opening scene, and it's like, like, like it could just be a weird ass mole, but like through the whole movie, I was questioning it, and, and it was I mean, one of the most dramatic elements of my rewatch. <laughs> Incredible. Yeah, no, it was. I, I still don't know. I think maybe it might be a mole. Uh, but I mean, if that's a mole, then he's got to get that checked. Because if you think it's big enough to be a nipple, that's got to be a pretty big. Yeah, yeah, no, it it it, it kind of looked like a like a like a third nipple, but it, but it was it was a captivating element of, of another watch, and you should rewatch it just to see the third nipple. Yeah, yeah, no, it's it's I think it's necessary to understanding the character. 
in his struggles. Yeah, they, they added that into the character so that you... That would be great. Okay, so it's not even that it's Riz Ahmed, but just for the sake of the character, they were like, while you're dealing with this, we also want to like just stamp on this Here third you go. nipple. You get, a, you get a third nipple. We want that to, to add yeah. into your character's development. Like, I want you to like embody how it feels to be a person with three nipples. <laughs> uh, I, I, yeah, I, I think that, that plays a huge role in his stress. Oh yeah, I mean, if I had if I had three nipples, I don't know what I would be doing in life. Yeah, no, I I wouldn't be here today. <laughs> no, but outside of that, great movie. Um, if three nipples are not, Riz Ahmed is fantastic in the movie. In fact, I'll give him bonus points if he does have. Three I mean, nipples. plus it is free as well if you have Amazon Prime. I mean, yeah. you're paying for Amazon Prime, but I mean, like. Who the hell doesn't have Amazon? Yeah, yeah, like just about everyone has Amazon Prime, and it's it's for sure worth a watch. I want to give it a rating. What would you give it out of ten? Uh, I would probably give it. I'll give it a seven. Okay, it's funny. I, I was totally expecting my rating to be lower than yours, but I'd give it an eight. Really? Um, I, I think it's a solid eight. Great character drama. I, I think the authenticity behind how it's presented is pretty great. The things that hold it back for me from like going a step further would be that like honestly I would love the the sound design to be even harsher like like not that they need to amp it up from what you get but just I wanted more of it yeah I feel that um, and especially I noticed in the second act second act it kind of goes away for a bit before the yeah the before the climax yeah show up but like I would have liked more of that and I do think that the editing could just be tighter it could have like not that I I don't need it to be a fast paced movie but it does feel like when it gets near the end it slows down but everything like about it like in terms of the character stuff the screenplay like huge fan so, oh yeah huge fan I would definitely watch it again yeah no I I, uh, I I would agree on that that just great character drama um, cool well with that we move on to Whiplash hell yeah hell yes yes awesome no I'm ready to talk about this one all right, so yeah, let, let's let's talk about Whiplash. Um, do you want me to intro this, or do you? Yeah, no, wait, go for cool. it. Yeah, so Whiplash, directed by Damien Chazelle, um, also again his first movie um, about a kid named Andrew Neiman, played by Miles Teller, desperately wants to be like in like all time great jazz player, specifically jazz drummer. Um, he is going to a prestigious music college, Schaefer like just wants to pick up and and just be known gets invited to join a band run by uh the most intense and terrifying music instructor ever played by <laughs> jk simmons and uh while it sounds like it would be a little character drama much like sound of metal whiplash is a fucking thriller um whiplash <laughs> is, is straight up an action movie as far as i'm concerned um, it is genuinely one of the most intense and stressful movies I've ever seen. I've seen it a few times, even like it's been a few years since the last time I watched it. Going back to it again, it's like, no, it's still like pulse pounding, sweaty. Oh, yeah, dude. From start to finish. Three Oscars, I think, right? I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. I got a handful. I, I would need to double check which ones they were. I'm pretty sure J.K. Simmons had to have oh, gotten oh, yeah, a no, fucking Oscar for that because he won. I, I think it, it probably it got I, my guess. I would be shocked if it didn't get a sound design or sound mixing as well as uh, like I think it did get screenplay. I think it got original screenplay, J.K. Simmons, and something sound related. Yeah, everyone had a hard on for Whiplash when it came off, and rightfully so oh, because I still do. that movie 
fucks, dude. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, that's why everyone has a heart on for it. It fucks good. The, the thing is, is like, I, I don't know, man, like, everything about that movie to me is stressful as hell. Oh, yeah. No, it, it, it is insanely intense. Um, it, straight up from the opening scene, one of the first notes I made was that, for one, it's a Blumhouse movie, which I think yeah. is hilarious. Yeah. Um, but uh, <laughs> the other thing, too, is the opening shot is this, like, tracking shot down this darkly lit hallway. Mm-hmm. And it reveals that it's from the perspective of J.K. Simmons as Fletcher, but it's like this like jazzy Michael Myers like sneaking <laughs> up on this innocent child <laughs> at the end of this room. Like he sneaks up out of nowhere. And that, speaking of sneaking up, that is the only scene where he sneaks up on anyone because the dude is, is loud as all hell. Oh my god, um, man. But like that, like from the beginning, it's like this dude is terrifying. <laughs> I just think that like the entire time watching that movie as like thinking about being Miles Teller, I would have been terrified to be him, but he wanted to be such a great performer mm-hmm. that he was willing to deal with whatever bullshit was in his way yeah. to achieve that. Oh yeah, yeah, no, like his his dedication to it is intense and uh like I wouldn't have put up with it. Like that, that no, makes... it, it felt like it felt like he was in a fraternity and he was being yeah. hazed the entire movie. Like that's kind of what it is. Yeah. Like, like J.K. Simmons is literally playing like insanely cruel and really clever mind games with yeah. him. Um, like one note, one note I made, and it's something that people have kind of commented on before, which is that like who took the folder? Yeah, it never, definitely like, fucking him. What it, the was, it was him, yes. But like, I, like I know that some people have questioned, like, was it just the other drummer who was hoping that it would get him kicked out? I don't think it was because the the fear on his face oh, is yeah. too intense. <laughs> but but like, it was totally him. And like, just throughout the whole thing, like, you realize like how much of this is like he noticed that he's great and is like doing everything he can to just fuck him over. Even down to like when he first like pulls him aside and he's like, "So tell me about your family," and then uses it to uses it later. Him. Yeah. So, like, that was one of the things that fucked me up so bad is that for, like, there was, like, a scene in the beginning of the movie for five minutes. He's building up Miles Teller's character, like, character, just, like, telling him that he's good, he's going to be great. And then, like, fucking directly after that, he has him play the drums, and he's fucking killing him because of the tempo. There was, like, one line I wrote down in particular where he said, he will fuck, I will fuck you like a pig. Yes, yeah. (laughs) There's a couple quotes I got from there, because there was, like, there was a few, like, like, even just, like, when, uh, when he, like, catches the person who's, like, off key. Yeah. And, you know, and he's like, like, please don't tell me it's you, Elmer Fudd. (laughs) Like, like, just, his, his quotes are so good and just so mean. That's, Uh, well, and that's the thing, too, is, like, every single mind game that he's playing is so perfectly intentional like yeah so like in the beginning of the movie when you see him introduced to miles teller mm-hmm. i don't necessarily in my eyes think that he at that point thinks miles teller is great i think at that point he's using miles teller the same way uh, ryan Connolly or whatever that guy's name is later yeah. in the movie is used as well he's trying mm-hmm. to propel the Someone. best like he's the, just trying to get a person to excel and i feel like the only obviously like it's a it's driven around drumming but mm-hmm. i don't feel like i see that for any other person in the band i feel yeah. like the drums are the best element of jazz in his eyes and if you yeah. fuck up the drums nothing else can be saved well, okay so much like the sound of metal if, if he were playing any other instrument like like 
it just would be so much less exciting. Like if he were like a trumpet player, and like it's like him, like like you could still have a good trumpet solo, but him like just like like the montage of him practicing, like like what would it be like instead of like his like like him like sticking his like bloody knuckles in like ice, it's like him like like shaking his hands, and, like putting on like chapstick, <laughs> like like just like his lips are so chapped and, and puffy. He, he's just drinking water to cool his <laughs> yeah, throat because he's, like, he's been... watching him drinking a bunch of water. He's been circulating so much, he's got a dry yeah. mouth. He's got a towel and he's just patting on his forehead while he puts some chapstick on to, <laughs> to, to to prepare for his trumpet solo like it just wouldn't be as effective but like i did think about that that like yeah that, like he's putting so much focus on these drummers that like i mean i guess like just he's he maybe he's like because we we heard the trumpet player from the uh past student he had yeah 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 killed himself and maybe it was that like Maybe he's already made the rounds yeah. on the other instruments. It was like, okay, he's already yeah. perfected those. Or, or at least, like, at the very least, like, he's tried with a bunch of students and he's like, well, now it's time for me to focus on the drums and maybe I can find a perfect drummer, but like before the trumpet guy. So maybe, like, there would have been a whiplash prequel where him and that, that student that later hangs himself is just berating <laughs> him about, like, a blow harder. The, the weirdest aspect of this movie to me was the. I, it does need to be there like it felt definitely needed but it also felt like they could have done away with it and it wouldn't mattered and that was the relationship element yeah but in a way i liked it because it made me think of how big of a piece of shit miles teller's character was <laughs> for wanting to be great so that actually leads me to something that i i noticed and i didn't think about it until i watched this movie again which is that there is a very clear trend with damien chazelle and his characters and what movies he likes to make because he has made three movies and all three movies are about people who are damn good at what they do and they do it at the expense of human interaction and relationships. Wait, what else is, what is, what else has so he done? So you have La La Land, <laughs> okay. which again, to the couple, both of them very dedicated to their craft and both of them cannot last, like spoilers for La La Land, but like both <laughs> of them like have to Bra- have to branch, branch off, off to, 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 to follow yeah. their dreams at expense of true love. First man, he also did with Neil Armstrong showing oh. him also so dedicated to going to space and making it to space and leading to an inevitable divorce because he just doesn't give his wife any attention. Well, he and Miles Teller's character does not give a fine fuck. No, like okay, so to kind of break it down at the beginning of the film. Miles character, like Miles character, you can tell he has no fucking friends. Yeah. He, like he spends his weekdays going to the movies with his dad. Yeah, music is his life, um, through and through. Him going to the movies with his dad, I can relate to that shit. I uh, yeah, I, like I, have, I like that was a, a thing for me too. Like still, when I have the opportunity, I love going to a movie with my dad. But like, you can see though that like just his mind is so focused, so mm-hmm. intensely on like that that like. So it almost felt weird when he... So then he asks the girl mm. that he sees every single week at this movie theater. He finally asks her out on yeah. a date. And it finally feels like, oh, okay, maybe he's going to, you know, finally feel like he's accepted in this college, right? Yeah. And within the first, like, two minutes of him being on a date with her, he's already a piece of shit to her so much, <laughs> dude. Like, he, he's like, what do you... Wh- what college are you going to? And she's like, oh, you know, this college. And he's, he's like, like, oh, the shit one? <laughs> yeah, and, and she, she's like... 
She's like, uh, where do you go? He's like, oh, I go to Schaefer. It's the best. It's the best music school in the country. Like, I go to this college <laughs> because it's prestigious and amazing. And like, why do you go to college? <laughs> uh, you know, I just want to get a degree. What are you going for? I don't know. I was like, oh, so you're oh. just a dumb, boring girl. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know. Like, like, like it, it hints at like. The way it plays out, like, like you can see his dedication, but it kind of hints, like, could have been somewhat of a cute relationship if he literally just, like, calmed down a oh, little bit. Oh, just a little bit. Um, like, but at the same time, the whole movie is about, like, him becoming, like, the ultimate jazz well, drummer. And so that's one of the things, too. I can't think of the... What was the drummer's name that he they referenced throughout the entire movie? Oh yeah, I don't remember the guy. Paul Shear, like, like Paul Shear, I think is what it was. Yeah, they mentioned uh, they mentioned a musician the entire film right, like getting thrown a symbol at yeah. their at their head, and then they become great, right? Yeah. And so the entire time that you're watching this movie, like maybe not on the first watch you're going to be thinking about it, but at least on my second watch, that's mm-hmm. all I was thinking about is how they're paralleling what he's about to do to this fucking kid, what J.K. Simmons' character mm-hmm. is about to fucking do to Miles Teller. Yeah. Culminating into one of the best scenes I've ever Dude, seen. The, the ending of this movie is like one of the all-time best oh, yeah. endings. It, it is so good. That drum solo is nuts. Um, the, just watching him play, like in, in the editing too. Like this is like opposite of Sound of Metal for me, where it's like the pacing of this movie is so slow oh, yeah. and so fast. And, and again, just tension filled. Like the movie is a thriller almost. Like it. it I have seen action movies that don't get me as like like the same adrenaline rush that this movie gives me. There's one point in this movie I knew it was going to happen and it still fucked me up. So basically he has to show up to a performance and his bus is late. He finally gets a rental car. He gets all the way to there and realizes he doesn't have his drumsticks. So he's got like 10 minutes to be back on stage. Drives back to the rental car place. Drives fucking crazy fast to get back to the oh, performance yeah. smack dude that that whole sequence is so stressful and just the you could just feel like the the not only the anxiety but like the underlying like anger at like just the emotional abuse oh, that he is yeah. enduring where it's like you also are in the shoes of him where it's like you haul ass like you're not well, even thinking straight where you're like yeah get the fuck to that the, concert well, so like the entire scene you like this entire movie he's been kind of timid to this teacher because he's such a he's he's like a pissant to him right he's yeah. nothingness so he doesn't feel like he can say anything to Fletcher the entire film yeah. and then he finally stands up to the teacher mm-hmm. to just to realize he doesn't have his fucking sticks yeah and none of the other people want to give him their sticks because mm-hmm. fuck him dude he, yeah they, they also they want, want the to spot. be in the band yeah. yeah yeah no like all that's great and like as you, to go backwards a little bit like just thinking of like good scenes and like the way like the movie builds this tension like the first like scene with the not quite my tempo also like one of the best oh, yeah. scenes in cinema history where it's like just for one you got like the the start of it where he's he's chill he's happy he's feeling a little arrogant ready to start playing and like just the in like just progression of like no it's not quite my tempo and just the way yep. it keeps building well, and it's is kinda, so stressful. It, it remind it's similar to the the trumpet scene as well, right? Where somebody's playing out of tune. Yeah. I don't even think that Miles Teller's character isn't playing at the right tempo. Like I think just, that he's doing it correctly. Yeah, just but verbally he's still and emotionally. Fucking with him. He just wants yeah. to assault him in front of the people to make him feel like he's shit. Yes, like. 
Oh my god! Yeah, that, that scene is so stressful. And then like when it leads to like the you know the, like are you one of those single tier fellows? <laughs> Before like he like makes the like before he makes him like shout to the class that he's upset. Yep. Like like just the whole thing is just brutal to watch. There's also so right after I think it's pretty much right after he talks about his student passing. He's like mm-hmm. sitting there up, up, he's like in front of the entire class telling them how sad he is yeah. about this. And then that cuts to him just being the biggest asshole of dude, all he, time, dude. The man's like a, a damn sociopath. Like, like, he has, like, no real feelings is how it feels <laughs> yeah. like throughout the movie. Like, he says he's passionate about it, but it's like, this is on another level. Like, he's he's terrifying at every scene. To talk about J.K. Simmons, like, 100% deserved that Oscar. But, like, his physicality is a, is a huge part of it. Like, just oh, yeah. the dude is ripped, and he you just feel scared of him. And outside of that first scene where he sneaks up on Miles Teller, every room he walks into, he, like, slams the door open. <laughs> yeah. Like, the door, like, flies open. Like, I just, like, imagine that, like, like well, then the dude goes to probably take a shit and he probably, like, throws over the <laughs> stall door. And, like, God forbid, like, Andrew is, is in the stall next to him because, again, he probably shot him for the tempo being wrong. <laughs> but, like... He's well, just every, terrifying. Everyone is afraid of him. Even in the beginning when he like pulls Miles Teller from that classroom, the person who's running that band class at that moment just backs away because yeah. he's like, I'm not dealing with this yeah, shit. Yeah, he was like, like, yeah, you can go ahead and do whatever do the thing. fuck you're going to do, dude. Take my drummer. Take everyone in the class. Yeah. I don't yeah, care. Yeah, he's like, like, just uh, don't hurt me. <laughs> um, yeah, no, his performance is so good. His face is just like... That's okay. So like, so menacing. <laughs> so one thing I do want to say about the movie is like, okay, so we we are in 2021 at this point. This mm-hmm. is an older movie. I will say there is some things that are said in this film that on my first watch upon release, I did not realize how bad they were. Oh really? Be, just because of like, I, I don't know. Maybe it was the time period in which I watched it, but like him just screaming, like calling people. The F word. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, like, like he, <laughs> he, he just like it's it's like a drill sergeant. Oh like, yeah, like that is his character. Like he is just completely tearing down these people to a level where like it, I mean, like it, it, almost like a war movie. Like, oh like, yeah, uh, it, it's crazy. Um, his uh, his intensity is wild, and uh, th- that leads to another thing too that I, I think I, works really well with the movie and, and makes the movie so unique is the lighting. Oh, um, the yeah. movie is so warmly lit and then the lighting and everything but also it's like when you get scenes like J.K. Simmons' face it's like got these warm hues but it's like you can see like every crease in his yeah. face and it's just like so harsh but yet like the movie has this very warm and inviting look to it that adds to this like weird juxtaposition of how intense and stressful the experience is while it's like this is a movie about a jazz band yeah I don't there's okay so I do want to talk about the ending to me because yeah. I think that the ending of that movie is actually like insane. Yeah. So there's to basically to make it make sense there's a point in which he loses his shit right after the car accident. Yeah. yeah. He basically gets st- kicked out. He gets kicked out of the band and also kicked out of his college, right? Mm-hmm. So all of his fucking dreams are crushed all at once. Yeah. And his dad schedules like a a meeting with this woman who yeah. wants to basically get rid of uh, Fletcher, J.K. Simmons' character from the college because of the abuse that he's put on other people, right? Obviously, he's done it to Miles Teller. Mm-hmm. He's done it on people in the past, right? And so he kind of fucks him. Over. He kind of fucks over Fletcher's character 
by you know finally rolling on him, right? Yeah. And so then it, it cuts. It like skips ahead like what like six months, three months. Or yeah, something it's like, like that, a right? little ways in the future. He's got yeah. his own apartment, just kind of laying low, doing doing his thing. And you see you see uh, Miles Teller uh, going into like a like a jazz bar or a jazz lounge. Yeah. And there, lo and behold, is Fletcher, and he's just watching him play the piano, right? Yeah. And like that scene alone of Fletcher walking up to Miles Teller, you can fucking tell that that piece of shit <laughs> knows that he did it. Yeah, yeah. No, that that scene is like that. There's that weird feeling of like, like, like it's like when you go to a place and there's like someone you can't stand and you like see them in public. And yeah. You're like, please don't. Like, please don't come up to me. Please like, don't. Like come I up don't want to talk to you right now. Like, like, don't come near me. And then it's like, oh, hey. Oh, and then you shit. have to act like you like and them. Like, oh. And it's just, like, oh, yeah, I remember, yeah. Uh, yeah, you. Long time no see. Like, how are you doing? Yeah, and it's like, but, but the guy that you got fired. <laughs> so it's like his extra level. The, the guy that you got fired and the guy that gave you such emotional abuse. Yeah, yeah like, it, it is emotional abuse. Like, like, there is something interesting to discuss about, like, it, it technically pays off. But like, like, but but it, it, it's like, well, and that, so that's what's so infuriating about the ending is mm-hmm. is J.K. Simmons' character fucking succeeds, but so do, so it makes you happy that Miles Teller is finally doing something incredible, right? Mm-hmm. But then it's also like, fuck, dude, you just made yeah. J.K. Simmons feel like everything that he did for the past couple of years, yeah, was like, all worth it, dude. It, it's so emotionally distorted and confusing because like there there is the thought process of that it worked and that like because jk simmons did say like when like because in a quote that i I wrote down was that like when he said that there's like no two words in the english language more um like more hurtful than good job yeah like, like 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 more weakening or something like that and uh with that particular moment where it's like even he said he was like no he's like i treated my students the way i did because i i wanted to create and find the the next like great yeah he said anybody um, can get up in front of me like from in front of you and wave mm-hmm. the sticks around yeah but he's like i'm trying to mold somebody into yeah. greatness but the question that the movie raises from that though is because of miles teller's talent and his dedication what were the odds that he would have become that anyway yeah and that's where i think the movie gives this emotionally gray feeling where it's like there is part of it that feels like uplifting where it is like yeah his emotional abuse is terrible but also it's like you do get this sense of like payoff that like okay it wasn't all just to make him feel like shit like he saw something in him and drove him to it so you can feel that gratification but then there's the other side of it where it's like you did also emotionally and verbally abuse this person who maybe already had what it took and probably would have made it to that same point. It's like it's like nature versus like nurture. Does he already have the talent predestined mm-hmm. within himself yeah. or did he need you to push him to get to That's that actually place? a great comparison. Like, like yeah, the nature versus nurture argument and like in my mind I, I think nature always trumps nurture. Yeah, for I, sure. I, like that's my perspective on it. And so like I think to a certain degree that like yeah, sure like maybe he got him there faster. Yeah, but I do think that like the natural talent I, of what he saw in him and the reason why he was abusing him so much in the first place was because he knew that he was well. That's going the thing is like that. he he picked him yeah. out of all those people because he knew he was great. Yeah, you know, exactly. like you're not going to get to that place 
I, so like that's another thing about his character to me that was kind of like so perfect to the show is Miles Teller you just never fit in in any moment but he was so proud of getting to the place he had already gotten to just yeah. like being at Schaefer he wanted to brag about it there's like a scene where he is at a dinner party with his family mm-hmm. and nobody gives a flying fuck that Miles Teller is now in this jazz group no, nobody I, fucking cares at all is I love that scene for a few reasons. For one, there's there's somewhat of a relatable feeling for me not being a big sports person. Um, like like I know that you like sports more than I do, but like there is like that feeling of like being the one person in the room who doesn't give a shit about <laughs> the sports lately like, that people are talking about. Um, so I can relate to that. But there was also a feeling of like this feels like something that must have happened to <laughs> Damien Chazelle. Like someone hurt him, or that like he has experienced something like this. Where, like, he's been in a room where it's like, because like, I know that Damien Chazelle went to Harvard. He, like, went to a prestigious college. He probably also was, like, very focused on what he was doing. And I'm certain he had maybe some dinner conversation well, so that the, went down exactly like this. There was, like, a, that scene that J.K. Simmons talks to Miles about his life. He asked him, Does, have any of your parents ever been musicians? And yeah. he, like, basically says no to everything. And yeah. he talks his father up like his his father's like a college teacher or like a professor. And then he's like, oh yeah, he's just a high school teacher basically. <laughs> well, what was funny was more that like, he didn't specify anything. And yet like, because of J.K. Simmons probing questions, it just kept like shutting things down. Unfolding for him. Where it was like, so what's your daddy? Like, oh, he's a teacher, he teaches writing. He's like, oh, professor, high school. Like every time yeah. you'd ask a question, where he's like, just keeps assuming that, like, oh yeah, like they're doing something more special. See, and even then, like, there's nothing wrong with being a high school teacher. But he keeps like propping things well, up to find a way to like shut him down later, where it's like, oh, he's not a professor, so I'm gonna give him shit for not being as special. And that's you what know, perfectly like, sets up that dinner scene to me, is because you realize that nobody in his family is artist like not to say that they couldn't be right but nobody really cares about the arts in his family they're so happy that their fucking their pride and joy is in a a third division fucking well but like that's where the movie does something interesting with not only miles teller's character but with you as the audience member is that like you're so in his head that like you don't even take the, the time to think that like like, yeah, it's okay to be happy in this moment. Like, 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 because, like, he's, like, so been, like, again, you, you could feel that emotional abuse wearing off on him where he was, like, like, yeah, like, you're in Division Three. You're a piece of shit. Like, like, like you're not he's, good at anything. He's like, he's, like, four words you'll never hear. Yeah. You're drafted. Yeah, yeah, and it's, like, like, that's so, it's, it's funny, but you can feel Fletcher, J.K. Simmons, like, rubbing off on him in that moment where it's, like, he's just been so berated by, like, if you're not the best, you're nothing. Yeah. And it's, like, you can get the sense where it's, like, especially, like, I think his dad, who isn't in the movie for very long, is so great. Oh, yeah. Because, like, he just seems like, for one, a good dad, but, like, down to earth. Like, there is, like, just... He, he's going about his life and doing his thing, and there's nothing wrong with that. But this movie is through the perspective of someone who is, like, so driven to achieve greatness. And it, even as an audience member, blinds you to that, like... I mean, if his dad's happy... Like, like if you find happiness in your life, it's fine. Like, like, yeah, in the movie, you can just, settle. Like, yeah. he, he, it's not necessarily that, that he doesn't want his kid to achieve yeah. something... But they, they bring up at that dinner scene that his favorite musician dies at the age of 36. Yeah. And he's basically like, Does that, is that what you want in life? Is that happiness? And, and he was he's like, like, yes. It's better than, he's like, it's better dying and everybody knowing who you are than 
living long and having yeah. people. And it's like, it's life. not something I agree with, but in the moment you feel that same feeling because yeah. you're just sitting there with him as he's getting just beaten down yeah. by J.K. Simmons with this mindset. And like, yes, like he has the drive and he has it in him to be this great musician, this great artist and drummer, but like the, the whole just emotional distress that is coming down on him throughout the film, like you feel it and you're also not thinking straight. And it's like such a testament to how well executed this movie is. Like it, it, it really is like a thriller. Like, like it feels less like a standard drama and more like a action thriller to me. Yeah, and there's so much blood in the film. <laughs> there actually is a surprising amount of blood. I, I, I saw like a previous review a long time ago that even like mentioned that like this feels almost like a boxing movie. Yeah, like, like more than like like your typical like movie about a musician or like an art house film. It's like this is like Rocky. Like you got the scenes of him like like bandaging up his knuckles dude. and th- that shot of his hand going into that oh, ice water. So where good, the, it's dude. just filling with blood and it's coming in from the side. Yeah, that was a holes. fantastic that transition. That shot is so good. Um, yeah. There's there's the part where they're competing one another to get this spot, mm-hmm. and like they've been performing for basically like hours on end. Yeah, and he finally is like fucking Miles That's Teller. Good. You can tell is like at wit's end. Yes, and Fletcher is like, you better fucking play this right. You better fucking play this right. This whole that whole and, scene is so good. Oh and my when god! The, when the guys dude. are like sitting in like the lobby, you get like the the, the people from the other parts of the yeah. band just sitting out there, and you just hear him like screaming. Dude, they're like washing their hands in the bathroom, hearing him fucking berate them. Yeah, it's like <laughs> it's just like goddamn. Um, yeah, there's so many moments in this. I, I do think like the pacing of it is flawless. Um, yeah, and it wasn't, and it wasn't even too long of a movie either. No. Like that's a that's like, the other thing. Like Sound of Metal is like like exactly two hours. It's like an hour forty five, and it's like it didn't even feel like an hour. No, because yeah, it it, it races by. through it. Yeah, it it moves, and from the start, it puts you in it, and and that's what's so impressive about it too. Is that from the beginning when you see J.K. Simmons, like you're immediately like captivated and scared of this man well and that's the thing is the movie doesn't hold your hand at all to like sit no. there and try to explain to you the art of fucking like yeah. being a successful drummer or being in a jazz band it just is like here's here's yep. what it fucking is here's what it means yeah now you're in it yeah yeah like you, you immediately just are, are, are completely engrossed in it suddenly you're like oh i love jazz music <laughs> yeah dude. <laughs> like, there's this feeling of like oh no i love jazz i've always loved jazz it's like like i don't ever listen to jazz but like in the middle of the movie i'm like like yeah jazz <laughs> that's like the whole feeling while watching the film um so good I, I i know that like we've coming up kind of on time with this do, do you have any like kind of closing thoughts last things you want to kind of throw out on on whiplash uh, i don't know i just i highly recommend it i I don't know. Are we going to say whether which one we choose or how? So, what rating would you give it? I know the rating might give away what your preference is, but what is your rating? I mean, I might give it a ten. It might be a perfect rating, but dude, it's a ten out of ten. Yeah, I think I have to. It's a a ten out of ten for me. Like, like hands down, I I think it's like a masterpiece, a modern classic, without a doubt. yeah, like, like I don't have any complaints. Watching it again, it's like just the experience is so good. Well, so I, and I hadn't seen it in so long too, so like I, I almost forgot what this film did to me on my first watch. Yeah, 
and it, it brought the same amount of joy to me finishing the the craziest ending of all time. Oh yeah, that that ending that, that that's another reason alone for it to have <laughs> its rating. Oh my god, dude! I, I don't know how long that scene goes for. I want to say it's got to be at least like ten minutes. It feels like ten minutes. It, it might be longer. And I, it, I would it, need to double check because I know it's a, it's a lengthy scene. And, and like just watching him drumming, and it is like the big climax of an action movie. Oh yeah, like any action movie that you're that you would watch, where you're like wait, ready for that big final action scene. You get it with this, and it is just like even watching again at like at home. Like I've seen it a couple times anyway, but watching it again, and like I sit up. Like, oh, like, yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah, I'm yeah. sitting there watching it and it's like that's where like I need to sit up and just like I am like white knuckling it through the well, whole ending I watched it with my girlfriend and like the entire like I wasn't trying to spoil the movie for her yeah. but the entire time I was like get ready for one of the best scenes you'll ever see like I, I yeah. want you to be I want you to be watching every second of this don't look at your phone just look at it I want you to be watching him do this because yeah. it's the biggest middle finger of all time oh yeah it's so good. It's such an incredible ending. The whole movie, I think, is is flawlessly executed. One thing I gotta I gotta mention too is just like how it all comes together. Man, I don't even know. I'm just like gushing so much. Oh, about dude, how, how I know. good it, I how good it like <laughs> finalizes. Um, his yeah, that that moment where he starts playing, like after like he's mm-hmm. like, I'm sorry, folks. We're gonna wrap it up, and he yep. just, just goes for it in everything from cues there. everybody in yeah no that that was incredible yeah no the the, the high that this movie provides is, is, is <laughs> awesome i i would say that yeah like between the two whiplash is is my preference but sound of metal is still a great movie they are an interesting set of movies to watch together there's a straight amount uh, a strange amount of things that they have connected with each other just even externally mm-hmm. from the films themselves with their, their filmmakers that i think is really fascinating but whiplash would be the 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 thing is is like if you haven't seen whiplash by now you need to watch it and if you've already seen whiplash definitely give sound of metal a try because it's it's not going to disappoint you plus it's free oh yeah quote air quotes jeff bezos everyone that has amazon (laughs) prime which is everyone um (laughs) yeah no whiplash is so good sound of metal is great prime movie watching so why why the hell not yeah like both are absolutely worth seeing that does remind me of like something I did want to say with like a closing thing about Whiplash was that like it is like one of the hardest movies to convince people to watch if they're like not invested in movies. Oh yeah, like trying to tell them like it's a movie about jazz drumming, but yet it's like one of the most intense movies you'll ever watch, and they're always like, "Sure, you film snob, it, dude." It but was like that. That's how I've always like that's the reaction I always get from people that have never heard of it that I recommend it to, but it is legitimately like a genuinely tense film dude it was really funny because my girlfriend and i like were talking about this and i was like which one of these movies do you want to watch with me i gave her the choice Mm -hmm. and she made me give her a rundown of both of them okay and forgot that both of the movies were gonna deal with drums okay and so she she was just like just fucking pick a movie and i was like all right well you're watching whiplash because you need to see this and it i would argue it's the better of the two both are great though um yeah so 10 out of 10 whiplash 8 out of 10 for Sound of Metal for me, for you. Yeah, 7 out of 10 for uh, Sound of Metal, and then I'll give, I'll give Whiplash a 10 out of 10. Yeah. It was incredible. Yeah, well, we'll ride on. Um, I think, like, before we totally close things out, would like to, like, recommend, because I know you picked this one. I, I'll have the pick for our next episode. Um, 
we're gonna do something a little different. This one is definitely gonna get weirder okay. than, uh, than what we're doing with Sound of Metal Whiplash. We're gonna have a single dad's night. We're gonna watch <laughs> two movies about widowed single dads looking for love. Oh my God, okay. Um, we're gonna be watching Sleepless in Seattle. Incredible. And Audition. I don't think I've seen Audition. Good. Okay. Um, uh, so have you seen Sleepless in Seattle? Oh yeah, definitely. Okay, I have not. Oh. So, so this will be interesting because yeah, we we've seen one. I feel other. like it's kind of hard not to have seen Sleepless in Seattle. I know. It, like, it's just one that I I just somehow never got around to seeing, even though I know it's like a classic of the yeah. genre. Awesome. Um, but yeah, um, as far as a order, I would recommend watching them in. I guess if you hate yourself, end with audition. <laughs> okay. Um, but that, that's all I'll say. Um, this will be this will be fun. Awesome. Uh, audition is is definitely a movie that there's a lot to talk about. Sleepless in Seattle. Can't wait to check it out. Uh, I'm certain it's going to be charming as all. Oh, so, it is. Oh, it is. All right. Yeah. So yeah, excited for that. Um, these uh, these episodes will be coming out every other Friday. Um, so keep a lookout every two weeks on Fridays, and uh, we'll see you next time. <laughs>